Ever since Arit Kleinman came back from Christmas break in the 11th grade with her head shaved, I have wanted to shave my head. Now, I was always scared. I was always afraid I wouldn't look good. I was afraid people would judge me. I'd get fired from my job. My boyfriend would break up with me. You know, all that rational stuff that we fear. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm. Anyway, on an unseasonably warm day in March, my friend Sarah and I met for breakfast. Now, Sarah, she's kind of the other pea in my pod. She is similarly gutsy. She's fun. She's funky. And somehow we got on the subject of haircuts. And one of us said, I've always wanted to shave my head. And now I'm not sure which one of us it was that said that because it's just as likely that either, either one of us would have said it. So the other one agreed enthusiastically. Yeah, we should totally do it. We should do it today. And then some one of us said, we should do a fundraiser. Ooh, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And then a little over two months later, I found myself sitting in a chair in the middle of a microbrewery in the town where I live with a hairdresser's cape around my neck, the energetic and upbeat sounds of the Sweetwater Blues Band playing behind me, and a couple hundred friends, family, and strangers blocking me from the escape route, waiting to see what would happen with the first of 14 people to sit in this seat. The buzz of the clippers tickled my skull, and my red hair fell to the ground. I looked over at my boyfriend and he had a huge grin on his face and he shot me the double thumbs up and I thought, oh good, at least he still likes me. <laughs> now less than an hour later, he was sitting in that same seat with the cape and the buzz on his skull. Now as a motivator inspirer with the tagline of igniting courage, I could hardly use the I'm scared excuse anymore. I needed to take action on this desire, but let me be clear, I was scared. Because there's no courage without fear. If you're not scared, it doesn't take any courage. And many people said, I could never do that. And I always want to slap them with a salami and say, yeah, of course you could. You may not want to. And that's a completely understandable thing. But if you wanted to, you totally could. I mean, I wish people were more clear on that themselves. I mean, shaving my head was an expression of courage that I wanted to do. Entering a figure competition running a marathon, skydiving. Those were expressions of courage for me, but they're not for everyone. So, and that's fine, but I digress. Back to my bald head. The timing of this event worked really well with some vacation time I had and work with repeat clients who already loved me. So it wasn't gonna have a huge impact on my image as a professional speaker, except for the announcement of me as president elect to our state chapter of the National Speakers Association and my attendance of my first National National Speakers Association conference. I was scared because my hair, my normal hair, is red and bold and it's kind of part of my image. So I was showing up not as the visual representation of my typical speaker persona. Now fortunately I don't have a lumpy head and I think I look pretty good with very little hair so my confidence was moderately intact. At the NSA chapter meeting, I had to make a speech. I had a great dress on, my makeup looked great. I had these fabulous Python pumps and a necklace to die for. I felt fabulous from the eyeballs down. But when I stood there looking in the mirror, my hair was super short, not particularly good looking and making me really self-conscious because that's the first thing people see. 
Even when you don't shave your head, sometimes this happens. You have a pimple or a scar or a wound or something in the middle of your face that leads everybody's eyeballs and leads the way you interact with people. So I stood there in the ladies' room staring at my hair, internally groaning because I didn't feel like I was showing up the way I wanted to physically. And then I reminded myself that, A, there was nothing that I could do about it. It was a choice I'd made. I was glad I made it. I would totally make it again. And this was part of doing that. And B, if I showed up strong on the inside and didn't make the hair a thing that stood out and kept me from being competent, confident, friendly, and interacting intelligently, my hair wasn't gonna stop people from buying into me as a speaker, as a leader, and as a person. So I held my head high, I smiled, I greeted people, and I forgot about my fuzzy head. And I did my thing, and it worked. Nobody said anything about it. Many people complimented me on a job well done and said they were excited about my presidency. Did somebody judge me? Maybe. Do I care? Nope. I did the best I could. And if my hair is the one thing they're judging me on, that's on them. It is the one thing that really didn't matter. And that's been the big lesson for me. Hold your head high. Be kind, be intelligent, prepared, friendly, accessible, confident, professional, and the little flaws, or whatever you want to call them, really kind of disappear. I fulfilled a lifeline, lifelong desire, bucket list item, check. I was pivotal in raising over $6,000 to help local women dealing with cancer treatment pay for some of the non-medical expenses so they could get back to worrying about the important thing, healing. And bonus, we had an absolutely kick-ass party, and I learned that my boyfriend loves me for the inside stuff, which is good, because at 46 years old, the outside stuff is starting to sag. And my business continues to thrive despite having a bald head. And the bald lady jokes, actually, at the presentations get a pretty good laugh, because I think other people are more uncomfortable about it than I am. So as you can see, I spunked it up a little for the big conference, and I am loving this bleached, super short look. So much so that I borrowed my partner's clippers yesterday and trimmed it up a little. I just might have to keep it this way for a while.